I'm speaking to David Lewis, the Executive Director of Corruption Watch, on a report that you handed over with the Institute of Strategic Studies on corruption in South Africa. You say that organized crime flourished in the Zuma era because of corruption. Well, you know, one of the first things that, that uh, you know, in fact, immediately preceding uh, uh, Zuma's accession to power to the presidency during the sort of interim regime between uh, Becky and Zuma, the Scorpions, who were the anti-corruption body and quite the law enforcement body and the successful one at that, was disbanded. I mean, and, you know, manifestly because it was told that they had, uh, it was it was said that they had become sort of politicized. Hmm. And, you know, to a limited extent, they had been, indeed. Um, But uh, they were disbanded, completely disbanded. And then immediately on being appointed president, the first thing that he did was appoint a police officer named Richard Mdluli, who, you know, despite having, you know, very persuasive murder allegations and prosecutions against him. He appointed him to be head of crime intelligence, which is essentially the critical institution directed in the police services for um, dealing with organized crime, including corruption. And there's no you know, doubt about it that Zuma did this to protect himself from the corruption charges that he was already and investigations that he was already facing, which he, you know, has managed to stave off for ten years. I mean, these are the same charges that he's uh, that he's that he's facing now, in fact. And um, and so you know, and that that effectively ensured impunity for him and his cronies as they got involved in deeper and deeper and more and more extensive acts of corruption. But the collateral damage is that both the Scorpions and crime intelligence are critical institutions in dealing with organized crime, you know, of which corruption Mm is one. But so are car hijackings, aggravated robbery, cash in transit heists, all of which have, have spiked enormously uh, despite having uh, gone down in the first uh, period of the Zuma administration when the legacy of the Hawks was still quite strong and the NPA was still somewhat, the National Prosecuting Authority was still somewhat independent, mm-hmm. that all changed. And as I say, not because you know I'm necessarily saying that Zuma wanted to more murders, but he wanted to be protected from corruption and the same bodies that were responsible for dealing with corruption uh, and other forms of organized crime were immensely sort of weakened and compromised and reduced and corrupted. And so all other forms of organized crime flourished as well. And you can see that in the data. You can see the extent to which cash in transit heists have have spiked, uh, car hijackings have spiked, aggravated robbery have spiked, and all of these are crimes associated with killings as well. So, you know, together with that, obviously the murder rate has seriously spiked. 
from quite a, a high base, I might add. Mm. And um, and so, you know, hence our conclusion that, you know, people have, have died in, in fairly large numbers in order to uh, um, protect Zuma and his faction from effectively from corruption charges. The Daily Maverick says, abandon the Hawks. Do you think the solution is for us forward to, to abandon the Hawks? The Ramaphosa administration has sort of reintroduced the scorpions in the form of a of a dedicated unit within the NPA, but they haven't uh, uh, disbanded the hawks or transformed the hawks into a body within the National Prosecuting Authority. They remain a body within the police service. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the hawks are in terrible shape. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it, and and. You know, it's tempting to think that, you know, maybe the way forward is to actually disband them and start again, which, I mean, I've just sort of seen the, the kind of headline of that uh, Daily Maverick or Mail and Guardian, I can't remember which piece. Yes. And, um, and there is a, I'm, I'm sure there's a case to be made for that um, because, uh, you know, what happened to all of the critical police agencies. I mean, crime intelligence is in terrible shape. In fact, you know, that might be the most important body to or police directorate to to try and sort out. And, you know, there, there's an argument for saying that the best way to sort them out is to just disband them and start again. Um, because, uh, you know, institutionally, and the current leadership of them is just appalling. I mean, you know, one of the you know, effectively the way Zuma captured those agencies was to uh, was to use his pretty much unfettered power over the appointment of the leadership of those organisations. And now the leadership of all of those organisations has been removed and some some good people have been, uh, have replaced the, the Zuma era leadership. But, you know, they're faced with the problem that their predecessors had you know, made sure to f- fill every one of the, the the posts immediately below them or near to everyone, and this includes the South African Police Services, Crime Intelligence, the Hawks, the NPA, with, uh, um, with, with their supporters. And, uh, and so how you transform an organization that that compromised is not clear to anybody. And, you know, I suppose, you know, one of the ways of doing so is to is to start again. Or perhaps do an audit of the people already working then. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that we propose in, in, the, in, our, in our report on the criminal justice system, that, that an, an audit be done of the senior management service of the South African Police Service, you know, of which... You know, I think there are about, you know, sort of 25,000 people in the senior management service. But there are there are something of the order of about, I think it's about 130 lieutenant generals and major generals in the various divisions. And so we're suggesting that certainly all of those um, be audited, you know. And if that's not done, you know, we may very well consider, you know, identifying two or three and reviewing their appointments, you know, because not mm. only are most of them, 
you know, not fit and proper to serve in the positions that they're appointed to, but they were usually appointed, you know, irregularly without any, you know, procedures or processes. Do you kind of agree with people in South Africa who feel that, yeah, there's a lot of commissions and um, eventually there's not going to be any action? People kind of don't trust the system to actually come up with prosecutions because you get people like the Guptas flaunting their wealth, having the one lavish wedding, you know, after the other. Do you think there will actually eventually be people who are brought to book? Yeah, I think so. I Look, I mean, you know, a hell of a lot that depends on on um, on you know power dynamics within the ANC I think and know? that's also a problem um, um, which is the, which is the biggest problem I mean there's, it's not just also a problem yeah. it's, a many, it's the biggest problem I mean you know, it might threaten Ramaphosa's very survival although I don't think so immediately but also you know these these um, investigations even though there's a there's an embarrassment of evidence uh, out there in the public, and those commissions are, have proved very important in uh, bringing that evidence to the fore, although the media and organisations like ourselves have been doing it for the last you know, five mm. or six years. Mm. These investigations take a long time, and, uh, and the prosecutions take a long time, and the people who they will be confronting will have huge, you know, resources to lawyer up and delay investigations, as Zuma has done now for years and years and years. And, um, and you know, the organizations themselves, as I, you know, as I said earlier, are completely sort of swamped. demoralized and, yeah. and swamped. Yeah. And, you know, the people have left, many, many people have left each of those organizations, they've pretty much been denuded of skills, really. So it's not going to happen tomorrow, you know, although I think that there is some, you know, there is a lot of low-hanging fruit, and it's a question of, you know, choosing which of them. I mean, you know, oddly, the Guptas are not in the country, and, you know, that, you know, whether they will ever be gotten back into the country, you know, given that they're in Dubai, you know, God alone knows. Mm. Um, but there are plenty of others uh, um, who, who are available for prosecution. You know, the, the, the approach that, 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 that we think they should take is that they should, you know, the two institutions that need to be really cooperating are, are the Revenue Service and the Prosecuting Authority because you could get every single one of them on, on tax charges Although they don't carry the same length of no. sentence and the program as uh, as corruption charges do, you could put them away for ten, fifteen years on on uh, you know tax evasion charge, and uh, you know and there have been there have been some developments. I mean, the the very powerful mayor of of Durban, who is a, a Zuma very strong Zuma crony, has been charged and 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 is is to be prosecuted and has been you know forced to stand down from her office so it's not as though there is nothing being done but I, you know i'm afraid that the expectations of on um, on the uh, the prosecuting authority are with possibility with uh, 
real potential and mm. um, and I'm afraid the public don't understand that and 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 you know what they do then is say you know why isn't Ramaphosa ensuring that uh, you know x and y and z are not prosecuted when you know you want to explain to them that we precisely do not want the kind of president that instructs the prosecuting authority to prosecute X or not to prosecute Y. You know, that's exactly what happens in the prosecuting authority. That it's a long game, but there is some there is some very, very low hanging fruit. And so you would expect, you know, a strategic selection of those. David Lewis, thank you so much um, for, for speaking yeah. to us. That gives us clarity on how this process of prosecuting for corruption is going and you know why it's taking slower than the public would really like it yeah yeah thanks thanks for speaking to us okay great